Hi, this is Pastor Bob. Welcome back again to our teaching on Standing on the Rock, the Word of God. We're going to talk today about the importance of God's promises, but also obedience. When we know God's will, we know the Word of God, then obedience becomes much easier. Let's go to the Word of God together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. We've been discussing for the past couple of days the subject of standing on the rock, which is the Word of God. We took up the Word of God, first of all, and sin, and then we went to the Word of God and talked about good works before the world. Today, we're going to talk about the Word of God and our obedience before God. And if you want to, go ahead and open to Matthew chapter 7. This is our key verses, uh, verse 24 through 27. And while you're finding that, I want to mention our Ministers Club. Uh, for those of you watching that are ministers in a church, you know, evangelists or pastors or associate pastors, do you work within the church realm, then I have a website for you and it's called ministersclub.com. And a lot of the things I have on there are things I have ministered on here on the broadcast, but everything's free on there. Downloads and just all kinds of uh, things that you can see on there. I know it'd be a great blessing to you. And I share with you some of the outlines I have for sermons. And uh, let me say this right off the bat, don't preach them as they are. Study them, make them yours, put your insight into it, your own personal personality into it, your own insight into it. And uh, by doing that, it's going to come out as your sermon. And that way, if they ever say, did you get that from Bob Yanni? You go, nope, did not get it from him at all. And uh, so I'll stand with you on that one too. But the point of it is I can't tell exactly in every sermon exactly who I got it from. I've got them from so many years back. Some stand out so much I remember exactly who taught it who ministered, but other ones on there. I just remember, you know, maybe it was a sermon I heard out on the road somewhere. I was at a conference and somebody else spoke and it really blessed me, so I took notes off of it. So anyway, just to let you know that's available, that's ministersclub.com. For the rest of you that are watching right now that would like to become a partner with me in this ministry, thank you. And uh, for those who have already become a partner with me, thank you. And those who've been partners with me for some time, I really appreciate it. I want to just mention that if this broadcast has been a blessing to you, there's times you look back on and say, man, it just changed my thinking on a certain thing. You know what? That's the time we appreciate with also not only prayer and thanksgiving to God, but also an offering because that's what brought me that thing to you in the first place. The very first time you heard that, people gave offerings so that could come to you because the ministry you receive is free, but taking it to you takes money. And so it simply comes back to this. Why don't you participate in this and help be a blessing to others down the road who are going to hear things that will change their life also. And many souls will be won. Many people will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Many people will be accepting a call on their life and you will become a part of it, rewarded in heaven for it. So if you'd like to become a partner with me, go to bobyandian.com. You'll find a place there on our website where you can become a partner also. Let's get to God's word. Matthew chapter 7 verse 24 through 27 says this, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat on the house, and it did not fall for it was built on a rock. And everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat on that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. We're going to talk today about the uh, obedience found in the word of God. What does God have to say about the term on obedience? How do we become obedient to the things of God? Obedience honors the Lord. 
Obedience is different than good works. This is it. Good works and obedience to God is not found unless we know what God wants. Therefore, it has to come back to the word of God. The main thing that God has left us is the word of God. I know I've heard a lot of people say, yeah, but I hear the Holy Spirit and I'm obedient to the Holy Spirit. Well, how do you know that what you heard was the Holy Spirit? And how do you know that what the Holy Spirit told you was correct? You say, well, it's the Holy Spirit will be correct. That's true. But how do you know? You have to go and compare it to the word of God because the spirit and the word agree. They come together as one and the Holy Spirit will never contradict the word of God and the word of God will never contradict the Holy Spirit. So how do you confirm all this? The best way is by studying the word of God. And I can't tell you that every hour of every day, the Holy Spirit is going to be in communication with you, but the word of God can be. So again, obedience is different than good works. Obedience is what leads us to good works and the good works tell us what God wants out of us. You know, I, re I remember is when I was young, I'm trying to remember exactly the time, but you know, I can't remember. Anyway, my mom just got all over me for something. I said, mom, I didn't even know you wanted that. She said, I've told you this before. And I said, no, no, you haven't. And I said, but I'll do what you want. She went to my dad and just got to him, said, didn't we tell him that? He goes, no, we never told him that. And so she had to come back and apologize. Well, God will never apologize and say, listen, there's something I left out of the Bible that I want you to do. No, you'll find it there. If it's a call on your life, if it's a certain call to a certain area you know, of the world, he'll tell you that through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But also you'll find those things in the word of God where Paul was called to go to different sections of the world. In fact, specifically by name, God can do that and will do that for you. So again, obedience is different than good works, but good works is not possible without knowing the word of God, and that's what causes obedience to come. Good works are done before others as a witness to them, but obedience is what you do when you're alone, seen only by God. This is more than your outward actions. It is your very character. Obedience is not just joining a church, the ushers or the greeters. It's more than witnessing or even giving money and an offering. None of these things should be done to earn God's blessings. And so neither is obedience to God being obedient so we can earn his blessings. It simply comes back to him because we love him. We want to keep his commandments. None of these things should be done again to earn the blessings of God or to earn really God's approval on you. He, you already have his approval through the cross. He died for you. He gave his, Jesus gave his blood for you. But what he asked after that is now that you've been born again and become a disciple, he wants you in your discipleship to be obedient to him each and every day. So again, like I said, none of these things should be done to earn God's blessings because we can't earn God's blessings. And so the new birth is not something we earn. Walking with God and listening to the Holy Spirit is not something we earn. It's free gifts given to us. He simply asks us through obedience. If you're willing and obedient, God said, you will eat the fruit and the good of the land. For Samuel chapter 15 and verse 22 says this, Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. What this verse is saying is when you've been disobedient to God, he's waiting for one thing. And that is 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Literally, 1 John 1, 9 is simply a God, I'm sorry, I blew it. 
I've been disregarding you. I've been putting things off, obedience to you. I've been putting it off. And so, Father, what I want you to understand is that you want me to obey you rather than sacrificially offer myself every day. You want me to have obedience. The thing that you want whenever we're in, when we are in fellowship with you, there's no sin in my life because I've confessed it. Whatever sin was there, I confessed it, and it's been forgiven and put away. At that point, God is looking for us to obey him, and the root is not to somehow get things out of him. We obey him because we love him. And that's why it's saying here to obey is better than sacrifice. God just simply wants you to do what he said rather than coming back to him time after time. Well, I'll worship you for a long time. I'll give great money into the offering. No, he said to do all that is not what God is looking for. What God is looking for is simple obedience to him. We should serve God from a strong hunger or a strong desire to do his will. Psalm 119 verse 155 says this, salvation is far from the wicked for they do not seek your statutes. So the opposite is true for a believer. We are close to God. We've been born again and we have received Jesus as our savior. Now we're part of the family of God and we should seek his statutes to find out what he wants because God took pleasure in me when I received him, but I take pleasure in God when I obey him and do what he's asked me to do. There's a peace that comes in my heart because I know what the word of God has said I have done. And again, I'm not doing it to win points with God. I'm not doing it so I'll get great rewards in heaven. I'm doing it simply because I love him. I love him and I'll keep his commandments commandments. Uh, in my own life, I was saved when I was five years old. I went to vacation Bible school. The pastor's wife led me to the Lord. And from that time on, I had a hunger for God. I didn't know I'd be called in the ministry. In fact, I wasn't doing it so I would be called in the ministry. In fact, I probably would have run from the ministry in my, in my early life because I didn't want to. I saw other ministers have such difficult times. And I thought that was just part of the ministry, having difficult times. But there was a hunger inside of me, a love for God's word and a desire to obey him and to do what he asked me to do. And so far, by the time I got into college, I hadn't heard a whole lot from the Lord. I just kept following the thing inside of me, which was I love the word of God. My dad had books by E.W. Kenyon. My dad had books by all different writers. And I would take those with me to college. And in my spare time, I would study them, read them and grow in them, often take notes from them, not knowing that that was a hunger given to me by God for a calling on my life. And so again, the word of God became that important to me. And as I served Lord and grew in those things, it grew into a time where I became sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And the Lord spoke to me at the right time, my junior year, when I was in college and told me I would be a teacher in the body of Christ. That's it. That's the extent of what he said. And suddenly I called home. I knew what I was supposed to do. I was miserable in college because I just found I just found myself seeking after things. I didn't even know what I was seeking after. I just wanted some answers for life and it finally came. And the next year I enrolled in Bible school, even told my father, you've paid for it up until now, my college education, I'm gonna pay for me going to Bible school. I'll get myself a job and pay to go to Bible school. And I said, I guarantee you if I'm wrong, and I have stepped in this Bible school and I know, I feel just like I do here in college that this is wrong. I'll come back to college. You can pick it up from there. But right now I feel this is so important. And the day I walked into that first day in Bible school, I knew I was exactly where I belonged. From the moment that the teacher and the, the instructor started instructing me, I felt like I died and gone to heaven. This was what I wanted to do. This was a desire of my heart. And from that time on, I just wanted to be obedient to God. No matter what he said, I wanted to do it for him. Because if I 
I could have that kind of pleasure inside of me, that type of satisfaction, that type of peace inside of me for doing what he asked me to do, that's what I wanted to do. First John chapter two and verse four, he who says I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. Boy, that's pretty strong, isn't it? And the truth is not in him. This verse says you can be born again, and but if you don't keep his commandments and you say I know him, you're lying. It doesn't say he's not your savior. It says you know him. Knowing him is discipleship. Jesus said, if you keep my commandments, then are you my disciples indeed. So I do know him and I do follow after him. And this verse says, if you say that, but then you don't keep his commandments, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. Doesn't say you're not born again. You just don't have any of the word of God in you. There is no stash of the word in you to fall back on. So you don't know exactly what the Lord wants. Who we say we are and what we do are tied together. Luke 6 and verse 46, why do you call me Lord and do not do the things that I say? If you call him Lord, that's because not only have you received him as Savior, you have set him on the throne of your life to be your Lord. And if he is your Lord, you should do the things he's asked you to do. In other words, what God is saying is for you to truly grow in God, obedience is not an option. I'll see you when we get back. We'll get more into this. Be blessed during the break. And listen, get a hold of this series on Standing on the Rock. Hearing the Word of God and then doing the Word of God forms a foundation of solid rock in your life. Hearing the Word of God and then not doing it forms a foundation of shifting sand in your life. In these six lessons, Pastor Bob Yandian reveals that it is not just the hearing of the Word, but also the doing of the Word that brings blessing to your life. Based on Matthew 7, this series explains the importance of building your life on the strong foundation of God's Word. Hearing and doing the Word of God gives us power over sin, power in prayer, power to produce good works in our lives. The Holy Spirit brings holiness, stability, and power in our lives through the double-edged sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. To order Standing on the Rock, visit our website at bobyendian.com. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Using straightforward vocabulary and down-to-earth examples, Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts, essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership.
Salvation comes when we simply ask God to, we want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, an act of faith, an act of obedience toward God, because this is the way we're saved. But you know what Jesus said after that? Jesus was actually preaching in the streets one day, and he knew in his heart, word of knowledge, a lot of people just received him as Lord and Savior. So he said to those who just received him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Notice salvation makes you a convert, but studying God's word afterwards makes you a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I said again in 1 John 2, 4, just before the break, he who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments as a liar. To say you know him, you have to know his word because not only have I received him, now after I receive him, I get to know him, I get to know him through his word. He who says I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. So there's a lot of Christians, right? it doesn't say you're not a Christian, it just said the truth is not in him or her. So this person who might say they're a disciple, say they've accepted the Lord and do not follow in the truth and they, they do not keep the commandments of the Lord is really lying and the truth is not in them. So they're saying in essence, I'm a believer, but I'm not a disciple. Luke chapter six and verse 46, Jesus said, why do you call me Lord and don't do the things that I, that I ask of you? To call him Lord simply puts him on the throne of your life. This is what you call a king. This is what you call a ruler. This is what you call Jesus Christ once you accept him. You didn't accept him just as your savior. You accept him as your Lord. And when you do, then he sits on the throne of your life. You, in essence, said when I got born again, I step off the throne of my life. I put you there because I've made a mess of my life. All these years, I've tried to run my own life and I just can't do it. Lord, take my life and make something out of it. Well, what you're saying is once you make something out of it, I want to be obedient to you because if you're smart enough to change my life around, you're smart enough to keep me on the right track. So I must follow you closely. This is why, again, he said, if you call me Lord, you need to do the things that I ask of you. Obedience is not an option when it comes to the Christian life. It's uh, what I'm saying there. I'm, don't say, I'm not saying that obedience to him is necessary to go to heaven as far as your works are concerned. I'm simply saying once you obey him and you receive him as Lord and Savior, what the Lord is saying to you, obedience is no option. You want to be successful in the Christian life? Well, don't just come to church. Don't just receive the word, then go home and do nothing. These broadcasts that I put out, the ones you watch every single day, you sometimes think this fit, this 30 minutes is gonna set my day completely. No, this is to whet your appetite to study the word of God throughout the day, to plug in a flash drive, to plug in a, a CD into your car and listen to the word of God. Be blessed by it, find good broadcasts and listen to those, but fill your time with the word of God. And more than good, you know, there's good rock and roll out there. I like rock and roll, okay? But I, there, I can get obsessed with it. No, I need to take that that time and listen to the word of God, even in the car, when I have lunch breaks or whatever I do to wrap it around the word of God, to come home at night and have a time around the word of God. There's nothing wrong with television. Just don't let it dominate your time. Nothing wrong with just listening to classical music or to listen to rock and roll or to listen to country music or whatever you like. It's okay to do that, but don't be obsessed by it. Obsessed by the news. I can tell you there's so many things going on right now in our world that you could get obsessed with what's going on and listen to it all the time. And the point of it is God has promised in his word, he's gonna take care of it. If he's gonna take care of it, why not take today to grow in his word and become more spiritually strong? 
James 1.22 says, be doers of the word of God. And the verse we started with, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27, tells you to build on the rock of the promises of God. The word of God is the rock you build on. And if you don't build on the rock, you're building on the sand. Even if you go to church and hear a fragment of a verse of scripture, it'll do you a little bit of good. But really, you don't need to build your life on fragments on sand. You need to build your life on the rock of the word of God. There's also divine discipline for not being obedient to what you know. Where is this? Luke chapter 12, verse 47 and 48. The servant who knew his Lord's will and did not prepare himself and did not do according to his will will be beaten with many stripes. Now, this is not God beating you. You're going to literally get it from the Satan. You're going to get it from the world system around you, or God will discipline you through his word. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. This is God discipline disciplining you through his word, but you also open yourself up to the adversities of life. Just be obedient to God's word. Just follow what he has to say. It says in the next verse, verse 48, but he who knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes for to whom much is given of him much shall be required and to whom men have committed much of him he will ask more. This verse is simply saying when you know a lot of the word of God, God requires you to walk in it. Most problems you face as a Christian, you probably read the answer to it. Now, when you're very young in the Lord, this isn't true, but as you grow in the things of God, you know so much and God simply asks you to apply what you know to the situation. But when you don't do that, you're going to find out later on the Lord holds you accountable for it because why? If you knew it, you should have applied it. Perhaps the missing part of your spiritual growth is just simply obedience. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 7 says that some Christians are ever learning but never able to come to the full knowledge of the truth. They learn, but they don't learn in faith. They don't pray over it. They don't make it and grab the promises and make it their own. It just becomes learning. It just becomes information inside of them. They never apply it. They never stand on it. They never look for it in the midst of emergencies. They just simply fall apart. And God is saying there are so many in the body of Christ who are born again, continue to learn, but they never are able to come to the full knowledge of the truth because they're not obedient to it. God's pattern for spiritual growth from the word of God is this. Number one, study the word of God. The Bible doesn't say read to show yourself approved unto God. It says study to show yourself approved unto God. The Bible is not a book just to be read. The Bible is a book to be studied and then meditated in. What's the importance of meditation in the word of God? It comes back to obedience. When you meditate in the word of God throughout the day, certain things come back up inside of you and God gives you revelation on it. And so the greatest analogy I've heard on this one is like the cow chewing its cud. You know, it's like you take in the word of God, it goes inside of you, but you pull it back up later and you study it, you think about it, you quote it, you swallow it again. Later on, you pull that thing back up again. You pull it out of your memory. You start to meditate on it. And that kind of thing causes the Holy Spirit to inspire you to take a part of that verse of scripture and magnify it. And suddenly you see things you've never seen before out of that verse of scripture. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for praying in the spirit. When you pray in the spirit, praying in tongues, it opens you up to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And this is what God wants us to be throughout the day 
day to hear the voice of the word of God. If it's in the word of God, then simply obey it. But sometimes the Holy Spirit will give you revelation on a verse. It goes even deeper than that. And there comes your great inspiration to stand on the promises of God. So study of the word of God comes through personal study, attending church services, taking notes when you go to church, listening to recordings, reading books, listening to good radio broadcasts or TV broadcasts around the word of God, and then meditate on the word of God. The word possessing your thoughts brings revelation. Thinking, God gave you a great thing called the memory and to remember a sermon and keep remembering that sermon, the Holy Spirit can bless you through that because there's things you remember from that uh, lesson, from that sermon, from the teaching here on television. You remember those things, but study the Holy Spirit brings you revelation on it. Something that right now you're the only one getting it. Oh, others might've got it before, but right now you're receiving something from the Holy Spirit. The teaching came from Pastor Bob, but the revelation came came from the Holy Spirit. The word possessing your thoughts brings revelation. This is the light of the Holy Spirit, which turns the promises on the page into personal revelation and then guidance for your life. So it comes back to this, simply be obedient to the word of God. Joshua chapter one, verses seven and eight is a great analogy of this also. Joshua was having this whole thing turned over to him from Moses. Moses had led the children of Israel, came to a certain point through disobedience obedience, he wasn't going to be able to take the children of Israel into the promised land, but he turned it over to Joshua and he said, Joshua, I'm going to give you things that I failed to see. After 40 years, I mean, I just finally gave up. I got so angry at these people and through my anger, through my disobedience, I'm not able to take them in the promised land. Now that doesn't mean he didn't get to go to heaven because he went to heaven. He appeared with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration in Matthew chapter 17. So he must have come from heaven. I really doubt he came from hell. But anyway, in Joshua chapter one, he's now telling him what to do. And here he says to Joshua in verses seven and eight, be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do. Notice this, be strong, courageous, that you should obey according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Turn not from it. That's the word of God to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Don't turn this way or that we follow the word straight on that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law will not first depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate in it day and night that you may obey it to do all that is written in it for then you shall make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. You know what he's simply saying here? The key comes back again to meditating on it. Think of the things, Joshua, you heard from me. Think of the things you've got from the Holy Spirit before and think about those things and the Holy Spirit will bring revelation to you and revelation is what causes great success in your life. Psalm 1 verses 1 through 3 says this, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Quit listening to sinners. Next of all, there's some believers around you shouldn't listen to because they can get carnal on you. It's all right to listen to people that you truly can trust, truly can depend on. That's why it says not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, this is the believer, that's you, is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Think on it, think on it, think on it. And he'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does will prosper. Notice all that, the final thing is, whatever you touch, whatever you do, you're going to prosper. So obedience is part of the display of our love for God. If you truly love him, keep his commandments. Deuteronomy 6, 5. 
You'll love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. First John 5, 3, this is God's love that we keep his commandments. So grace is simply a part of our service for the Lord every single day. God has provided everything we need to accomplish his will. Hebrews 8.10, I will put my laws in their mind and write them in their hearts and I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. You know what God wants? A unique people zealous of good works. There it is again. God wants you to desire good works, zealous for works, running after good works, Titus chapter two and verse 14. And this gospel is to be preached, made known to all men for the obedience of faith. Comes right back to it. This is obedience to God. And you know what? The results of obedience to faith is great blessing, great prosperity, great peace, and great guidance. Here's what the end of it is, great success. Thanks for watching today. We'll come back tomorrow and continue this broadcast, this particular series. Be blessed, see you tomorrow. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. Join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.